Welcome to The Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. Each week, we investigate themes of leadership, entrepreneurship, and mindset with some of the greatest minds in real estate. And now, the data scientist of real estate, George Roberts. Welcome back, Foundry family. I want to thank you for your viewership and listenership. You have helped this podcast become what it is today. Without you, there is no podcast. This is the second of two highlight episodes consisting of the best moments of the first 127 episodes. We will resume our regularly scheduled programming on Monday. Enjoy. Catch you on the flip side. Last month, I only just got out of the Navy within the last uh, month or so. And there really is a few direct parallels, one of them being um, handling other people's money. I wouldn't have thought that I was in the financial game while I was in the Navy, but it really was. We talk about it all the time. We're a steward of the taxpayers, yeah. the assets we have, the supplies we have, they are not ours. They are paid for by the federal government, which is you know, working on behalf of, of the taxpayers themselves. And that is why we have aircraft that are 60 years old. They're not just old, we're making them run for as long as we can. And you do that by changing the oil, you know, paying attention to what the needs are, fixing things and maintaining things to a T, uh, not just for safety, but for the fact that you need them to run the distance and work for as long as you can, right? Our, our helicopters, I was fortunate to fly and, and work on something that's relatively brand new. It's about 10, 15 years old now, when you look at the, the entire fleet of helicopters that I was flying and I was fortunate, I got to play with some new toys that were pretty sweet, but they weren't mine. There were other people's and within real estate, yeah. I get to do some pretty sweet things. We're buying hundreds of units at a time. That's something I couldn't have even imagined five years yeah. ago, but I'm well aware that I'm using other people's capital to do so. And we are, uh, we are in tune to the fact that it's not ours and we need to do right by everyone who puts their faith and trust in us. And um, it, it's just um, an important aspect to not forget. We might be buying big, we might be going big and going after large deals, but it's only possible because we're empowered by the people who have decided, hey, we're, we're doing the right thing and we're gonna make the right decisions. So we, we owe, right? We owe other people who have put their faith and trust in us. My advice for you know fellow podcasters is consistency. I think that's the biggest thing that I can recommend. Uh, is, you know, to maintain that consistent flow of episodes, whether it's every week, whether it's every two weeks, whether it's every month, whatever your schedule is. Um, but that consistency, even when you feel like you don't have a lot of listeners at the beginning, right, or you're getting started, or you're just so nervous. And, you know, it's difficult to seek into the mic at the beginning, it just gets so much easier the more you do it. Uh, and so consistency is, is really been key for us. Sure. So, well, I mean, there's a number of tricks that, that you can, I wouldn't call them tricks, but a number of, uh, you know, strategies that you can take in, in focusing your time and, and making sure that you're not uh, juggling too many balls at the same time. And I, I try to divide my time, uh, time blocking so that I'm focused on specific activities, whether it's, um, you know, something like this, a podcast. So I'll, I'll, I'll break out two hours to prepare and one hour for the podcast, um, so that it's all condensed and I'm focused on that time. And then, you know, when I'm doing things for the business, um, you know, running payroll or, or looking at, uh, you know, underwriting or cash flow or whatever, I will block that time specifically for doing those activities. Um, and that allows me to not 
jump from one activity to the next and get distracted and, and feel like I didn't get anything done at the end of the day. That's, that's um, one of my strategies. Uh, you know, there's a great book, Deep Work. I think it's Cam Newport. Um, focuses, it's all about focusing and, and getting things done, you know, in a timely manner and how, how to stay on track. There was a need for people who wanted to get into commercial real estate. They were a little bit skeptical because they heard how long it takes to close their first deal. And we said, we can expedite that process. We've been through all the hard hardships. We've made the cold calls. We found out what works and what doesn't. And we took both of those and put those into the course and showed you show people how to uh, close their first deal, how to follow up on those deals, how to amplify business and really how to provide value uh, to your team, your, your brokerage within that first year. Because George, as you know, it is sometimes really difficult if you're coming from another industry or you're in residential and you're moving to commercial and you're like, I don't know what to do. What do I, you spend first few months just trying to figure it out. And some people just don't have, you know, six months or a year to close their first deal. So we amplified that process and we sped it up, put all this knowledge into one course. And uh, it's just the, it's phenomenal, George, how, how much it has meant to so many people. For us, it's very, very important to really understand, you know, in terms of working with investors, right? What is their goal? Is this going to be the right opportunity for them? Because depending on what their goals are, it may or may not. And if it's not, then we'd rather direct them in the right direction, right? And, and connect them with the right person. Um, so one, it's that, right? It's really understanding what is the big why and, and what do they, what do they as an investor, what are they looking for? Are they looking for quarterly cash flow? Are they looking for a big lump sum at the end, right? And that's going to really uh, tell us what kind of investment opportunities to present to them. Uh, and then, you know, the other the other part of it for sure as well is um, maintaining that constant communication, right? So for us, whether that's continuing to, uh, you know, publish on the podcast and bring value, uh, you know, we have a newsletter, we're pretty active on social media as well, as you know. Uh, so it's the more that we can show ourselves and talk about what we're doing, you know, people get to know you, even if it is digital. So a lot of times we've had listeners on the podcast, hey, I've gone, gotten so much value from your show. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear more about investment opportunities, right? And you just at that point have done so much for them already. And they feel that they know you at a very personal level. And so it just helps strengthen that relationship so much more. Are some additional requirements when you're talking about funds of funds that you need to be aware of? And those are really related to becoming an investment advisor, like you know any of your Morgan Stanleys or uh, Wells Fargo. Those types of companies are investment advisors, and that's because they're taking large amounts of capital from retail investors, and they're investing it um, you know on the investor's behalf without a whole lot of knowledge about the underlying investments. Um, and so, when you are operating a fund of funds like we do. Um, the goal is to be as transparent as possible so that you're not acting as an investment advisor for the investors. And the, the way that you do that is by providing you know, detail about the underlying investments, who the operators are, what uh, properties they're investing in, what their funds are, what the returns are like, so that the true you know, investor that you're attracting is making a decision on their own to invest in that fund for, you know, the reasons that the sponsors have laid out.